Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter. I've read uh, every book of the main series. How I got to take it again. Yeah, that was so bad. Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Mal- <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I was ready for India to go for your fucking throat. I messed up one thing. And here's the thing. I stopped for a good reason. Okay. And now that was the intro. We're in the show now. Okay. I stopped for a good reason because sometimes people are like, oh, Peter, you shouldn't say it's the main books. You know, it's like, that's, you know, that's like, oh, all, there's a lot of different books, but it's like, that's the intro for the show. So every time I say it, some part of me pings and it's like, but I didn't know you were going to attack me for that, India. Okay. To be fair, mm. I wasn't attacking you for that. I was attacking you for the misspeak that you did in the middle. All right. Here we go. This is, we're still on the show, but let me know. I'm just, I, I just wanted to do this right for India. Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book of the main series, and with me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. That was much better, and it is so great to see you. Um, great to see you too, Inge. Uh, uh, our producer, AJ Faleri. Hello. How are the levels, the bars? Whoa, pardon me. <laughs> They're good. I just, I burped because I'm drinking a soda. What type of soda are you drinking? <laughs> uh, the, my partner Tara's been into these uh, prebiotic sodas called Poppies. Oh my god, I they're really good. I tried it and I was so excited, and then I absolutely despised it. Ooh, which so which sorry. flavor did you have, Josh Baker, the third host uh, of the show? Actually, you know what? You know what? It was Fourth a it was a cherry olipop. I take it back. Oh, it olipop that. It was is olipop. It was bad. Olipop's a fart. Poppy is so very, much better. Very, very chicory okay, heavy. What the yeah. fuck are you guys talking about? I have poppy Alternative cherry sodas. vanilla flavor. I feel completely insane right now. <laughs> what? Peter, are you not up to date on your probiotic soda game? Yeah. Probiotic soda? No, this one is prebiotic. It says pre on it. Okay, I, f- I just feel like the most country girl I've ever been in my life. <laughs> What's going on in the big city that there's some new sodas that are apparently probiotic? And I've never even fucking heard of them. Okay? AJ is also a country girl now and has... Uh, I am a country girl. Literally has this soda, so you have no excuses. Prebiotic soda. That's true. My local grocery store... Uh, sells this. Yeah. So, also, Peter, if you, I'm literally one of the most country people you know. AJ moves to a town with a grocery store closer to them than when they lived in Philadelphia. And all of a sudden, they're like, my local grocery store. I have heard about this grocery store almost every time I have gotten on the is phone this, with AJ. Is this, is this AJ's true? AJ's like, oh, we were just down at the grocery. It is like their new fucking favorite place. So God you bless. Called me, you called me one time when I was shopping. That's, that's at your local grocery it's store? And you know what? That, we were AJ. in the, poppy, we were in the aisle that. with Poppy. Anyway, should we talk about what you wanted to talk about at the top of the show? Yes, we... We have an important announcement to make. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, great point, AJ. Thank you, as always, our producer, keeping us on track. A very exciting time. Uh, congrats to my co-host. Thank you for listening. That is right. We are on The Crippled God Part 1. Woo! Woo! Um, we we are we are getting ready to wrap things up here for our read through of the Malazan Book of the Fallen, which, as you can imagine, many years in the making, we are quite excited and we want to wrap things up with a bang. So this summer, summer 2023, we are going to be hosting the Malazan Stream of the Fallen, kind of an epic live stream event. So what we're going to try and have, we're going to stream for about 10 hours to celebrate the ending of our read through of these 10 very big books. 
We're going to have guests. We're going to play games and we're going to raise money for a good cause. So more details will come and we will you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and find out more about what's going on. But um, I'm really excited to share what we've been working on. We've got a lot of different people involved and we think it's going to be a pretty cool time. So we really hope you tune in. That's going to be this summer. Yeah, a lot a lot of irons in the fire, as it were. Cold iron, hot iron, blue iron. They're all in the fire. I didn't like it. I didn't. All right, H.A., that was great. That was great pitch for the copy. Great promotional <laughs> pitch. I love you. had a little Malazan. You tied it in. Let's go to India. What is your... Uh, you have a Malazan-based copy for us. What? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to flip it to Josh. Malazan promo. You got it. Yeah, I... I um... <clears throat> Give, hold on, give me th- 10 uh, seconds. take a sec. Give me 10 seconds. Yeah, seconds. I was so unprepared. Okay. All right. Okay. That okay. is the I- quietest we have ever <laughs> been on a call, and it was so unsettling. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I, my, I don't think mine's very good. Mine's not good either. I'll go, though. Listen, what's up, streamers? Toll those like buttons. Uh, okay. smash. I, that, <laughs> I could only use the word toll. That's the only verb <laughs> of like any of the titles. So I'm out. Smash your body parts into the, <laughs> the subscribe. Yeah. Um, I was going to go with this stream is going to have you thinking tisty eater, but more like mm-hmm. give me mador. M- 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 I don't know. It fell apart. It made sense in my head. So- what even was wow. the second half of that supposed thought, to be? I thought more rhymed with eater, but they don't rhyme. They, in hey, fact, do not rhyme. <laughs> All right, India, save us. Taking it home with, I thought my favorite memories were of ice, but it turns out it was of the stream of the fallen. There you go. There, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. That was good. All that, right. was pr- that was coherent, at least. <laughs> yeah. It was a sentence. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> no, we're saying ours no, were bad. No, that's a compliment. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm going to say I took the easy way out because the cold iron, hot iron thing is like the easiest thing that you could you could take, I think. Guys, I honestly, I really think next next episode, we roll it back. We try again. Okay. Next okay. Episode, we roll it back. We try again. We're definitely yeah. going to keep promoting. So let's all take a tea on that and we'll kind of circle back next app. So that's going to be this summer, everyone. I hope you tune in. It's going to be an exciting way to wrap up the series. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, on to today's episode at hand. We will be, uh, we all have cracked into the final volume, which is even bizarre to say. Here we are, <laughs> book 10. Um, and I'm really excited to get into it. We're going to be talking about chapters one and two today. Yes, India? We're going to raise the the roof on this dead house. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. 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 I'm just going to make one for every fucking book title. Anyway, go ahead. We're going to need lots of user mail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'd love to see a sea of viewers. Kanye Mail, God of the Sea. Okay. Yeah. I hated that. Um, I hated that one. Thank you. Sorry. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not brave enough to try. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Uh, Listen, before we get into the episode, I did want to just quick ask ahead of time, Josh, is there something you're looking forward to in The Crippled God, this final chapter? Is there like a storyline you're interested in seeing? Is there a character you're really interested in seeing how it all wraps up? You know, we're kind of looking down the barrel of the end of this whole saga. Okay, uh, well, a couple things. One, I actually am really excited for... uh, 
to see if anything comes of Kalam being Clam being saved. Mm. That's a character that I, I frequently wonder what has happened to. Excited for that. And uh, I'm curious to see how this book ends because I've spent nine books thinking this series would never end. And honestly, <laughs> the thought that it will is weird to me. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we'll see how he sticks the landing. Yeah, it'll be interesting stuff. Um, Inge, is there something you're kind of excited to see um, this time around? I'm looking forward to Justice for Felicin. Uh, Tavor, look what you've done. <laughs> looking forward to that, hopefully. If not, really probably something with Lestara ending up kind of being, I don't know, the queen. I'm obsessed with her. All right, then I'll come to AJ. Um, mm. What do you got? Curious to see if we're ever going to really find out what Shadowthorn and Cotillion are like trying to do mm. in this book. Obviously curious to see, I guess, why this book is called The Crippled God, you know, because it seems like there's a lot of other stuff happening. So why The Crippled God? But mostly I think I'm really curious to find out how many of the storylines from the last nine books aren't wrapped up here yes implying that they are wrapped up in other books um i'm just really curious which which ones are like oh well these are in the the novels of the malzan empire or or and and like how satisfied will i feel like not knowing what happens to i don't know whoever i i I don't really know who's in any of the other books (laughs) um malik rel for example uh like uh we don't get the con- um, we don't get the conclusion of malik rel's thing because he's got his whole own book so well i'm really excited to revisit this book with you guys and um i'm also glad we could announce the mouse and stream of the fall in the summer mm-hmm. i think we all hope that you gardens of the mm-hmm. moon in no. okay like gardens of the tune like tune like tune, tune in. Like tune. Yeah. I was trying to think of something that rhymed oh, with tune. Like a, it was a slant rhyme, huh? <laughs> it's called rhyming slang, Josh. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're just falling to the basest form of, you know, <laughs> anything. It's fine. Okay. Um, Shakespeare's rolling in his grave. <laughs> we really need to get into the episode. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to read the chapter summary now that Josh has su- successfully belittled me on the podcast. <laughs> I would, I just, you know, I'm just, well, I'm just thinking, yeah. Maybe we commit to doing the whole 10-hour stream in iambic pentameter, you know? <laughs> Josh, we're already doing 10 hours. That's already a big ask, you know? If you're a coward, it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Chapter one, baby. Chapter one. Cotillion speaks with Edgewalker about his plans. Edgewalker says he will fail which Cotillion is fine with, as long as he doesn't lose. The Forkrell assail Calm walks with chains of bones following behind her. The Forkrell assail are feeding on the heart of the crippled god. Far away, we see the Tiste Leosian. Katagar Fant tells Aperol Forge that their god has failed them. They speak about war, what they owe their father, and their god's absence. Khadgar threatens Aperol for his doubts. Another Leosian joins them, Iparath Rul. The dragon Kesoban is staked nearby, and they are drinking his blood. 
Father Light kneels useless and blind. The crippled god speaks. He has answered prayers where other gods have not. Cotillion looks on to three chained dragons, Eloth, Kaos, and Ampelus. He speaks with Edgewalker about the dragons. Eloth speaks about freedoms and dreams. After bargaining with the dragons, Cotillion tells him how it must be. Male and Cruel speak. They speak of Alar Othiel's plan and tool. They discuss the power of the Bone Hunters, and they decide to witness Tavor and her army. Udanas reflects on Kettle's death. Kalava has lost track of Rud Alal and Siltish Ruin, and wonders if they are dead. But Udanas doesn't believe them. Everybody is considering leaving the refugium and finding a place in the real world. They want Udanas to find them a safe place to live. Calm finds Akarium weak and unconscious. She chains him with her bones, keeping him in case she needs him. Perrin's host is besieged. Perrin speaks with Noto Boyle about their defense, children, and the battlements. Far away in Getabacus, we see Karsa and Samar Dev. We also see Namander trying to rule in Black Coral. Pyrin meets Shadow Throne. They speak about the siege and what's coming. They make a wager, and then Perrin speaks about his faith in his sister. AJ, that I did have yeah. something I wanted to ask you um, okay. in the intro, but I think we should circle around to it and get into the chapter discussion. But before I ask you the real question, I did want to just say, India must love Diet Pepsi. She was cracking open that Diet Pepsi, holding it straight to the camera. Okay, <laughs> this girl knows how to do a promotion. I literally love Diet Pepsi. That's right. Get her a brand deal, okay? We're sponsored by various types of soda today. <laughs> yeah, a lot of soda talk on the pod. So, AJ, uh, this whole Cotillion conversation, what did, did you did you make something out of it? What do you think he's talking? What's he up to? Okay. If I don't like, what's know. He go, what's he I don't know. At? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> do you feel smart now that you've forced me to say I don't know what's going on? <laughs> um, okay. Wh wh what do you think might be going on? Um, I, I, plans dude i like we see cotillion talk to the dragons later that's pretty interesting i'm 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 really interested in it i'm really interested in what's going on with cotillion and and Ed, and edgewalker but what's going on you know who's who's to say josh india do you have a do you have any read about what's going on with their plan yeah, I I know what he's doing, but I feel like for the sake of the story, I should just you know not tell anybody. I I, I feel pretty good about it. 
Josh. I, I actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I also I also know, and I think I'm not going to tell AJ for the sake of the story. Yeah, that feels, that feels like the right choice. Mm. Andy and Honestly, I were texting about it because we had the same theory. Literally. AJ, it's so funny, though, that you don't know. That's, yeah, it's I, cute. I, it's cute. You, you know, I, I, I try to remain humble on this show and just, like, show my ass whenever I can, so... Well, and the um, thing is, is like, there's a lot of people that relate to that. Like, a lot of people don't get what's going on. You're right. in every like, man. You're yeah. in every person, exactly. AJ. Exactly. Yeah. I actually think people like it when someone doesn't know what's going on in the show. Yeah. But so it, relatable. It's but AJ really, is how, the people's person. How, how do the three of you? How do the three of you feel about uh, everything that's that's going on? Are you Are you looking forward to it? Look, I'll just say it's a bold move. We'll see if it pays <laughs> off. I agree. I also think that, you know, things could go wrong, but at the end of the day, this plan is foolproof. <laughs> yeah. I like looking back through the series, I, the signs were there. <laughs> it was all laid out for you. It's really kind of obvious. And, you know, that's kind of what's awesome about the reread is that the whole time you're like, oh, it makes so much sense. You know? Now, um, Pete, I can't tell if you're doing a bit or not. <laughs> I can't tell if you don't actually, if you do remember what they're doing or if you forget and you still um, don't know. I have, I have no comment, but um, okay. I, I will say, uh, um, how do you do ya and a cup of tea? Um, India, so the four curl of sale. What the fuck? Um, okay. okay. The f- <laughs> how do you do we, we We meet the four curl of sale, okay? Yes. Calm. And calm. She's back. And we kind of see what... Right, we've met Calm before. You have met Calm before. Yes. Um, In the streets of... No. No. No? In House of Chains, she's the one that Carsa and friends Carsa fights, okay. Yeah, she beats up... I knew it was either that one or the one we met in uh, Lethris. Saying Carsa fights her is really generous because she destroys them. (laughs) I I will... Yeah, she turns that... Yeah. I will give one point to whoever can tell me... The name of Karsha's friends. One of them starts with a B. And one of them I starts with a D. I also, a D. Yeah, it's a B and d- a D. D- b- Denim? No. Baron? It's Baron? Cl- Baron? You're really close. It's something like Baron Torm. Karsha's friends. <laughs> oh, Bar- did he kill his friends? No, his friends No, died. he absorbed their souls into the, into the sword. That's what he did. Yeah. And then they were his little ghosts. Yes, yeah. you're thinking... Of Delam Thord okay. and Baroth Guild. Okay, Look, that was really good, Pretty guys. Close. You guys were so close. We kind of had we the sound we really there. I think we should all get half a point and then abolish yeah. okay. points as a system. To be fair, I get zero points. Um, I had no, there was nothing, not a thought in this head. <laughs> um, okay, so back to the question at hand. Inge, we kind of meet the Forkle of Sale. Number one, were you expecting to meet them? Number two, what were your impressions of them and seeing what they're up to? Um, no, 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 I wasn't expecting to meet them, but I'm never expecting to meet anyone. So that doesn't mean anything. And then what were my impressions? I like calm a lot. Honestly, I think, I think, I don't know. I I always have like a, like a chill POV. And I, and also not to, I don't know if we want to do it all now, but like finding a carrium was weird and I kind of like a carrium. So yeah. Let's just talk about that too. So what did you mean by that? Like. I don't remember the last thing that happened to Akarium, but I thought that he was fine. No, you may recall at the end of Dust of Dreams in the big battle, he kind of expended himself. Yeah, his sky keep gets. But he's not fine. Blasted. Like he died. Like he's like dying. He used a lot of his energy, I guess. I don't. Okay. All right. So now Akarium just doesn't know who he is anymore, as per usual. As per usual, afterwards, he's <laughs> he's quite. 
unsure. Same old, yeah. So, so for me then, because I was like, what? Like, how does this always fucking happen to this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens, like with that storyline. But well, let me follow up on that because. So we're, we're seeing more of the Forkel Assail here. And of course, before we've encountered Calm, but that usually things are, we're spending time with individual Forkel Assail, or we're seeing them almost as they are foes to our heroes. We're mm. here, and throughout some of the stuff in Dust of Dreams as well, we've seen a bit more about Forkel Assail, this land, their people, and in this chapter, we're just starting to see them more as an elder race and started learning a little bit more about their culture and what their life has like been in this region. So I wonder what your impressions are more about the Forkel Assail as a larger whole, since we're seeing a bit more of them here. Well, I think about these Forkel Assail, they're like, they're the, the many-limbed, scary, mm. giant things. Yeah. Many joints. Terrifying terrifying absolutely fucking horrifying so i don't know like i feel i i guess i'm kind of interested as far as like the most interesting races that i've read about i do think that they are kind of the most interesting just because they're like not like oh we're prehistoric we bang on drum and have sex when angry you know kind of like the bar gas and everything else um so i think that they're like kind of like yes they're fucking weird and like strange but that's only because i know what they look like if i didn't i'd be like they're kind of like what is the i'm thinking of a specific word they're very uh it's not what you're gonna think of at all it's uh dark academia dark a- dark academia okay. oh my god i love that i love that aesthetic so much wow dark academia okay. for girl sale was not expecting that and love that pull to be honest I Thank now you. have a very different image in my head of the Fork Sale. Okay, what was your image yeah. before? Well, the image before was just like these like pale kind of weird look. They're blue for some reason. Um, weird kind of lanky, multi-limbed dudes just like hanging out in a desert. But now we're saying Dark Academia. It's a library. It's raining. <laughs> you know, the only light is the moonlight. We're reading wow. books. We've got maybe little glasses on, maybe a cup of tea or something. Um, very different vibes. Oh, what's that? The tea's a little far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just break arm. undo yeah. my, my second, third elbow. Ew. Um, Ew. <laughs> uh, AJ, Josh, anything to add into the Forkler Sale talk or specifically the scenes with Calm and her imprisoning Icarium? I, I, my only thought is like, it feels weird to me that, not weird, I guess, but this is like the final of the Elder Races, and it is interesting to me that it's not till book 10 that we're really getting a strong POV of them, and it really feels like they are being set up as like the endgame villains, and if they do end up being the endgame villains, I'm kind of bummed that we are literally like only just now seeing more than one of them at a time really interesting also can i real quick say more than i think any other race i feel like i have a very terrible perception of the power scaling of forgirl assail because like one of them destroys karsa one of them gets sliced to ribbons by the watch like i don't understand how those two things can be true of the same race unless calm is like an absolute crazy badass or the watch is an absolutely crazy badass. Or the or the watch absolutely fucks. I don't know which of the two it is. I think it's I think it's that one. Well, I don't think the watch fucks much. Let the record show. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, more into voyeur. He's more into voyeuristic stuff. You know, God, thus the name. Uh, um, 
Oh my god, Josh, AJ, did you have anything to add about the forkless sale? Um, if I'm being honest, everything Josh said left my brain when he said he's more into voyeurism. Um, <laughs> Great, then why, why don't you but, tell oh, me about it? Okay. Well, I do. I do think it is it is neat to see calm again specifically, but to get this you know deeper look at the forkless sale. I think it's always interesting when we get deeper looks at the other cultures, species, whatever uh in in the universe um but i think to josh's point of like it's kind of disappointing that we don't it's kind of disappointing that we're only just meeting them now there's only 12 of them apparently is that what he said right yeah no but there's more there's 12 here right because we're led to believe there's like a whole 12 pures remained feeding 12 perhaps there were others lost in far-flung places but she knew nothing of them oh right that is what they said because we, we, there's the Forkerless sale that supposedly assaulted the whole fucking kingdom of Kalants, and we weren't really led to believe that there were only a handful of them. I, it seemed to me like there were way more. Yeah, but I think that might be, a, again, a power scaling thing. Of just, They are just so fucked up, strong, and maybe, scary yeah. that... Or maybe Calm is a pureblood, and that's why the rest haven't been as powerful, because they aren't purebloods. Yeah, so maybe. Too. Maybe. Yeah, it is. It does say 12 pures, so maybe that's yeah. something. But it is interesting that they're feeding on the crippled god, I guess. But I, I, I do agree with Josh, I think, that it's kind of just introducing this, like, final race to be like, okay, they are the villains, let's go. But And I before, mean, but, wait, before anyone yells at us, we know they're not introduced right now. We know yes. we've learned about the fucking four elder races since book one. Yes, I do think it's interesting that uh, there's this whole uh, uh, passage about the the first word of sentience being justice and so that's like how the fork or sale function i suppose um and so they see they see everything they do as an act of justice as an act of like peacekeeping i don't know it's interesting yeah i believe there's i don't know there's so much justice talk in this book i believe i don't know i won't i won't say the quote i actually forget when it is so but thank you both for sharing your thoughts about the these introductions a bit more of the forklift sale josh i'd be curious and like likewise we know it's not introductions but it's introduction this book we do really see a lot more of tistley leotion who we have not seen in a really long time um yeah so what did you make of this scene with the Leosian? Okay, well, I'll say this was not expecting a full-blown Tisty Leosian arc in this book and was also like I know we've not met great ones, but was not expecting them to be so like overtly fucked up. These are the guys who were like hanging people from the walls, right? Yeah, like dead people from the Yeah. Was not really ready for that. Um and honestly, I I should have reread this. I, I hate, I fucking hate this podcast. You know why? Because I, y- you put something in a certain way and then I'm like, uh, I was meant to read it in this way. And now I feel like I should go back and do that. But I feel like you're supposed to really draw a parallel here between them and the Tisty Andy and their reactions to their gods leaving them and oh. how their leaders took that and how the Tisty Andy sort of have relied upon Andaman or Rake forever and had this unflinching faith in him, and then the fucking Tisty Leosian are the opposite, it feels like. Uh, and I feel like there's probably some deeper thing I was supposed to get out of that. Well, but. I mean, light and darkness, Josh. They, they are opposite. Light and darkness, yeah. Your cat is losing it. Clyde. <laughs> it's so funny. Clyde, buddy. Um, India, how did you feel about the, the Leosian scene? I don't like the Tisty Leosian. I just don't feel like there's, like, I... I I didn't like the scene because I don't like things I don't understand. And then uh, that's not true. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> In relation to this book, mm. I don't like things I don't understand. Uh, mm. 
All right. What's uh, the point? What's the point? Like, what is the point? I guess we'll see, Inge. I guess we'll see. Opposites, um, you know? I, I do want to move on to the really cool section with the crippled god, but I first just wanted to ask everyone, um, what tisty are you, Andy, Eater, or Leosian? Eater. <laughs> I'm tisty Andy. I'm also Andy. tisty Andy, I'm sorry to say. Damn. Wait, well, which what's... one is the black one? Andy. That's I'm that Andy. one. <laughs> well, the Andy's the darkest. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't that. Uh, oh, sorry. Are we talking complexion? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Leosian. Tisty yeah. Leosian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm Tisty Leosian now. This sucks. Uh, I feel very Tisty Andy. Really grok with this whole. Uh, but we don't fate. know much. Maybe there's a wide ring of complexions within we, the Tisty. We literally do know. Shut up. That's not um, true because the blue rose are. Okay, we can't get into this again. Anywho. Uh, I'm sorry. I, feel, I, take it I back. feel like, you know, fatalism. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to be. Mm. Really there for it. Um, is that engine Corlat Tisty Andy? Yes. Yes. Corlat's my favorite. So, um, well, yeah. AJ, how cool is the crippled god section? It's cool. I mean, it's it's just an. I entire... thought you would love it. I in my mind, it's like AJ's gonna love this for sure. No, I mean, I I, I did. I, I mean, it's 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 cool. I always love to get in heads. You know, I love when somebody's just like, here, let me just speak for two full pages. It's fun. It's fun to read. He says some cool stuff about, uh, you know, bargains and prayer and pity and all this. But if I'm being honest with you. It is kind of we are just kind of repeating kind of some talking points again uh, of like, well, I give the people the things that they're the other gods won't give their people. And that's why people like me. Like, I feel like we've had this conversation before. He's giving very much Ursula. <laughs> yes. Ursula energy. Yeah. Wow. What did you what? Why, why are you so hot on it, Pete? I feel like imagining Cayman Sod as Ursula is quite a fun little trip for me. Mm. Um. I don't know. I just think it's a fun, it's a real, it's interesting to see it from his point of view. And then it's interesting mm-hmm. to see him positioned, positioning himself as like a giver um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. talking about giving to those people who, who are unanswered to these other places. I yeah. don't know. And I, I totally agree with your point that a lot of this has been touched upon elsewhere. But I really like at the end when he's turning his monologue on the reader, so to speak, mm. and is like, hey, like, what the fuck have you ever done? Fuck you. You know what I mean? That type of energy. I'm paraphrasing mm. him there, but you know what I'm talking about. That is all faith is, you know, pity for our souls. Ask my servant and he will tell you. God looks into your eyes and God cringes. Is that what it's, you're talking about? Th- that's a good line. That's not what I was talking about. But um, still a good line. Mm. I do. Li- I do like the death. Since when is death failure? I like that. I-, I like the 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 ideas in this chapter around winning and losing and like, can you even win in certain things? And like, is it possible to lose in other things? I don't know. I-, I think I thought that was a pr- it was kind of an interesting through line for this uh, this chapter. You know, seeing it all written out in the summary. I'm like, oh, well, there's a lot of talk of that in the in here. Yeah, that's a that's a nice pickup, Hodge. Thanks. Uh, I do want to move on to the Odana stuff, but AJ, did you have anything to say about that male or Kroll stuff? Um, no, I mean, I think it's interesting to call back to that big uh, speech that Tavor gave, you know, however many fucking books ago. Uh, I don't really remember the speech. I remember being like, wow, what a speech. And then I remember the phrase unwitnessed, but I don't remember anything else about the speech. Um but I think it's kind of weird at the end of this section that it feels like male kind of puts uh, uh, like tries to put a uh, like a fine point on what it means to be unwitnessed. And I'm not sure if I like that or not. Um, 
He says, perhaps that is why she wishes them to remain unwitnessed in all that they do. Krull says, what do you mean? And he says, she doesn't want the rest of the world to be reminded of what they once were. Um, and that's immediately following male talking about like, oh, well, they used to be from the Malzan Empire. Then they were the bridge burners and then they were the bone hunters. Um, and it feels kind of I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I I think I would have rather it be left as like a kind of blob of an idea instead of male saying like, here's what I think she means. Because now that's like in my head and I don't know, it's kind of lame, I guess, because <laughs> it is just so like, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, it just it just it just doesn't really strike me, I think, as much as it would have if it was like this kind of amorphous idea. You know what I mean? Is this book because it's like I feel like um, this book is going to have a lot of like nods to mm. past books. Mm is what I'm lot of stuff, getting. A lot of stuff. And I want, if you can, when it happens, to point it out. Because, like, I definitely don't realize it until you say it. And then it's like, oh. Mm. Oh, okay. Which it was, it's already, but it's hard enough to, like, think back to, well, first, that's, like, impossible. To, like, think back to that and then remember from the past books. Just because, like, it felt like treading water for so long, the first mm. couple. So it's just interesting now to, like see these like quote-unquote nods to the to the last couple of novels yeah like acknowledgement that they happened mm. yeah 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 all right can i just read it's and then we really should move on but aj i totally agreed with what you said and i just wanted to share kind of something that this passage made me think about mm. um so the line is this male and crawler talking and it says he this is page 35 in the mass market paperback he looked down at Krull. the malazan empire conjured them out of nothing dasam's first sword the bridge burners and now the bone hunters what i can tell you what can i tell you it's as if they were born of another age a golden age lost to the past and the thing is they don't even know it period and what stands out to me about this section is sometimes um I feel like I speak with readers and other readers feel like the series doesn't valorize or glorify the Malazan Empire. And obviously it does to an extent, but I feel that these two elder gods having this conversation, why would male have that opinion? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really make sense to me why male would have a positive opinion of the empire and call it that the what the bridge burners coming up during Imperial Malazan conquest was a golden age. Do you know what I mean? That's such mm. a baffling turn of phrase to me. And, and it's so strange for me to have to, to for, I feel for for male to be valorizing the past there in 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 really a book in series that really plays with the idea that there would be a golden age when it was really cool that the guys did all this stuff. Do you mm. mean I don't know? I guess I've always felt um, that the series does really make that era of Malazan conquest or like this rising of the bridge burners or the spreading of the Malazan Empire, whatever it is into like a kind of lost golden age. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I guess that confuses me. And I wonder what these characters view as positive about that time period. Um, because from my end, I feel like it seems pretty bad. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to guess Imperial conquest was pretty bad. Um, but you know, I don't know. So it's just, that is, I knew exactly what line you were talking about HA because that stood out to me and completely mm. baffled me about why male would think that. Yeah, it is interesting in the context of male being an elder god. I think it makes it, it it gets a little less weird when you think about male as like bug, as a person who has lived in a city and stuff for whatever, like among humanity or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, but I do think it is interesting that like male is putting this virtue on like a certain type of civilization and that he even really has an opinion on it in some ways. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I, so I, I get what you're saying and I think, um, I don't know, thinking about it more, I guess like that, that's kind of where I, I end up is like, I don't know, I guess like why does male see this value in humanity or this type of, of civilization, uh, or empire or whatever, um, as an elder God, you know? Um, but I guess we've seen other elder gods who really don't give a shit. Uh, so male is just like a guy that does give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for indulging me on that. AJ, your point just reminded me of that. So sure. Let's, let's shuffle on. We, we really bit off more than we could chew there. Uh, Josh, India, do, who, who's interested in speaking about this refugium Udana scene? Either you moved by it, in, intrigued by it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, I guess what I would say is it's an interesting collection of people here in a very interesting situation. And, and but when I say interesting, what I mean is we only have the one book left. <laughs> and so I feel like I am really putting every, every, section of every chapter every plot line i'm putting it under a magnifying glass because steve has not let me down so far and i'm 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 constantly like how does this lead to the end game of this book and in this case all i can imagine is that udinas and Kilava are relatively important people so maybe they have to end up somewhere and therefore this pocket dimension that was supposed to always be safe can't be safe anymore. And so I, I don't really have any thoughts on it other than I it better lead somewhere because mm. otherwise this book could have been shorter. <laughs> Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that, Josh. I do want to move on to the end. And um, India, there's actually, oh, quite a long time no see. Three characters we have not seen in a minute. First, oh my God, we, yeah. we meet up with Gano's Perrin. We see Karsa Orlong and Sam Ardev, and we also see Namander and Black Coral. Which one of these, who were you most excited to see? And tell me a little bit about what you thought. Obviously, Karsa and Samardev, but, 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 because I hate Namander and I think the parent's a big baby, but um, <laughs> it was nice to see Karsa and Samar. I think that they're funny. It was a cute little. Yeah, it's just a little like, hey, we're back. Little palate cleanser, a little, little light convo with them. Nothing too like thought provoking or <laughs> like, oh, I got to think about this. So loved it. Um, and I love them. That's awesome. AJ. I, I, can I jump in? Okay. Oh, can please, I just Josh. jump in? I'm a little upset because you said three characters. Do you, you just going to skip past Noto Boyle? Josh, it's so, I'm the so glad you bring it up. I read this chapter and my, I'm like, is Noto Boyle my favorite character? He's <laughs> the fucking best. What? Is, what he is. is he the best character in the whole series? Yes. A hundred percent. He's got, he's like the teeth thing guy, right? Yeah. With yeah. the fish he's got, he's, he's got the fishbone and the teeth. I love him. Love him so also, much. Also, it was four characters. Karsa and Sam Ardev are two different characters, you know? Yeah. And then well, Amander and Perrin. Peter counts all couples as one person. <laughs> we all know As this. it should be. As it should be, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. I forget who, what that chapter is from the point of view of. It's probably from Samar's point of view? Uh, I don't believe. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's always from Samar's point of view. It's um, always, yeah. 
Josh, uh, checking in with you. So you, you mentioned Nono Boyle. Tell me what you thought about the whole Perrin thing. Oh, Peter, I love a siege in a warren that I don't know where we are or who the enemy is or why we're defending what we're defending. Oh, you could not have me more entranced, Stephen. Let's go. <laughs> why are they fighting children? Oh, what's that? They're not fighting children. It's the Forkerla Sale. We had to remember that they called them children. Fucking weird. Why are the Forkerless Sail here sending waves upon people? I don't know. Why is Perrin so fucking hot in this scene? So hot in this scene? The confidence? The, the, uh, is, je ne sais quoi, you know? He is feeling himself. He's feeling himself for sure. I can't. This is the same Perrin that had tummy issues like four books ago, and I can't. <laughs> All right. Listen, some days brave little soldiers have tummy issues, and that does not make them any And, less and brave. those tummy issues were six books ago. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> so funny. We've read so, so many books. Um, all right. Uh, AJ, that leaves the last for you. You're headed down to Black Coral. Black Coral with Namander etc um look like father like son he's just got the big sad and that's yeah um i, I the specifics of this conversation i do not super Absalara recall Absalara shows up Absalara does show up it's like hey you're cool i'll help and he's like nah you shouldn't help me and she's like nah i'm gonna and like that's all that is right there's not really like uh, and oh god how how deep in this book do we get before we see Absalara? literally right? well josh i i I have a sneaking suspicion that Absalar has has moved on to the novels of the Amalzan Empire. I have no evidence for that. There's no way. It's just she been so long and she just kind of disappeared. She, right, but can you imagine Can you imagine the good guys win? Yeah. What's that? Absalar comes out of nowhere. She goes in for the embrace, stabs Perrin right in the fucking gut. <laughs> End of book. Whoa. Uh, Hold on. Flipping to the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, everyone. We're going to quick thank everyone on Patreon, and then we're going to move on to chapter two. This week, we'd love to thank our lovely, super sexy Patreon listeners. Okay. That's Whoa. right. We've got Brandon, Metro Winter, Patrick, Sandesh, Thomas, and Lil Jimmy. Uh, thank you all so much for your support. We really appreciate it. it makes the show much more sustainable to do, uh, and we we really do appreciate any contributions you'll get. Uh, I have finished moving, so look forward to more Patreon content popping up uh, because I have time to edit stuff now. Uh, at time of recording, I will be recording a Last of Us, the TV show thing at some point before the end of the week. Uh, and that will end up on the Patreon. It'll be a video. So if you want to hear me talk about The Last of Us TV show, become a $3 subscriber uh, or more. But you only have to do $3 to get access to all of our previous uh, uh, Patreon bonuses, including the stuff that is coming up. And once I go watch the new Scream, I will do an episode on the fact that I watched the first five Screams in less than 48 hours. Hell uh, and then yes. And the new one. Um, nice. And thanks for listening. All right, let's get into it. Chapter two. Tula Shorn walks as an Edor. He finds and speaks with an ancient Talani mask and Skan all. 
Rolada listens to Draconis speak with Ubala, and she wants Draconis' sword. They feel Unos Tulan is looking for revenge. Mappo wants to be back with Hikarium, and he is interrupted by Gruntel. They speak about the gods of war. Nearby, Faint is trying to sleep. Torrent awakes. Setak finds him and says somebody is coming. It's Olar Ephiel. She approaches the camp and asks for the boy, Tool's son. They refuse and Baljog strikes against her. She rips his spine out and Gruntel tries to strike back. In the end, she takes the boys and the twins. Mappo leaves, devastated by the loss. Sektok talks with Torrent and the camp is dissolving. Cartographer and Setok speak about sacrifice. Asangalani is trailing the Bone Hunters and she encounters the Unbound again. They speak about the battle with the Naruk. Bottle wakes up trying to put together his mind. He realized that Ruthan Gud has been pulling him along, saving him. Quick Ben receives some gifts, and we hear the sound of a cane on rock. AJ, we have this opening scene with Tula Shorn and this kind of strange Talani mass ruin. What did you make of this kind of interesting scene? He's back. A character I forgot existed. Um, okay, you're not a Shorn head. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you recall, we do have a stinger. Uh, Josh, a few books ago, said that he was Shorny baby. Yeah, baby, yeah! So that stinger just played. It is, uh, it is uh, Austin Powers. Um, so... <laughs> There you Thank go. you, Josh. Yeah, I mean, just refreshing myself because like, oh, this is OK. This is the one where it's stuck in the it's stuck in the sand looking away from a baby or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really weird section. I truly don't know what to make of it. I'm the same. I was actually hoping you would it, you would kind of make sense of it for me. <laughs> no, I mean, this dude, this this Talani mass is like I was killed by a Jag Hut Huntress and then. Tula Shorn walks a little bit and is like, ooh, this is a baby. Uh, and the guy's like, turn me around so I can see who cut me in half. And then he's like, are you sure you want me to do that? Uh, and so then he does and the guy screams and that's that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I really like it, it, it was just like a lot of kind of philosophizing talk about like death and stuff. And then like, oh, I'm sad because uh, I, I thought a big woman killed me, but apparently it was a baby or something. I, I really don't know what to make of it. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Well, we'll see if those mysteries unravel, won't we? Um, Josh, <laughs> with these traveling Rolata section, um, what did you make of this scene? And what did you think of Draconis's uh, insane take on courtship? Um, well, I started having some like misgivings on these. Uh, there's a lot of sex comedy. A lot of, a lot of sex comedy. A lot of sex comedy. But it's also mixed with, like, the joke that Ublala's, like, mentally impaired. So the scenes are a little off for me, um, but I do love Draconis being 
quote unquote the sane one and then like consistently just saying batshit crazy things. Love that. Mm-hmm. Quote courting is the art of growing like mold on the one you want oh my god yes i do love it and it's a (laughs) hundred i feel it so in my bones he paused and scratched at the stubble yeah every time you turn you see him until his company feels perfectly natural to you don't do you feel like that do you feel like that's how it is josh you know i feel like i've met a lot of old couples in my Mm. life who i think that is how uh, they have ended up. I do not think that that is how people should intentionally approach relationships. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I guess that is a way that some people do it. You mean, Josh, you don't think you should just brute force your way into somebody kind of like dealing with your uh, appearance around them? Yeah, I'm just saying, why should I have to fix anything about myself? Just like learn to appreciate me. Um, because I'm around you all the time. Exactly. Because I yes. will not leave. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you a fun fact? Uh, Peter knows a person. I, I went to school with a person with this person from kindergarten through graduating college with him. Mm. And our parents are really good friends. And they they put us into every activity together. And we never liked each other. Uh, <laughs> and it's an incredible story of just two incompatible people like just just as friends we have just never enjoyed one another's company in our lives and it is the funniest thing in the world to me that our parents spent fucking 16 years attempting (laughs) to make it happen i always say that about my friends is that i don't really like spending time around them yeah yeah it's a perfectly funny little line i like the mold thing but that's not flirting draconis that's a bad sounds like draconis would be a bad flirt my official opinion (laughs) oh a hundred well draconis applies a lot of pressure okay (laughs) yes Draconis' thing is he just hangs around. Not to say boomers, but (laughs) my grandparents are 100% together because my pop-op just Mm. kept being at places where my mom was until she finally said, fucking fine, we'll go on a date. Yeah. Um, That's pretty wild. She slapped him multiple times before their first date in public for him... (laughs) being too obnoxious whoa dude yeah damn that's really good that's really good yeah <laughs> mom jenna don't fuck around <laughs> all right enough of all this inch i would say the main set piece of this whole chapter takes place with this kind of group of travelers around the trigger trade guild carriage and with mapo and such and they have this encounter with alara Thiel. what did you make of this whole scene it's uh intense did she kill the the wolf ball jog yeah that's pretty fucked up that was fucked up and then she took the kids which was even more insane she took the kids why did she take the kids why does she want the kids she's so scary do the kids look like bones the kids don't look like bones right they look like kids they are the kids. kids look like kids yeah can you imagine being seeing this giant skeleton person kill rip the spine out of something and then be like, and you're coming home with me. Out of like, your dog, your new puppy. It ripped the spine out of your new dog. And you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so horrible. It's so horrible. I hate her. Hate. You hate Laura Thiel? Yes. Josh, what did you make of this whole section here? Um, I just don't know why we have to... I just don't know why we have to traumatize so many kids in these books, you know? And I don't know why. I don't know why we just can't have a fun group. All right. This was a fun group. 
back two or three books ago. Gruntle, Mappo, all the people whose names I've forgotten. The trade guild. Right? Yeah. The trade guild. You know, um, what's her face? Who's now the most depressed? And when does this happen? When does when do we use the M word with her? Is that in this chapter? What? The Sorry, one? what? No, 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 no. What did you just say? Do we, uh, pause, do we revisit this group again? Or is this, no, we don't. This is the scene where we find out that, um, what's her name that the bulls were in love with, who's sort of able to use magic? Precious, Precious Thimble. Precious yeah. Is this the scene where we find out she's a fucking mime? Oh my God. M. M word. M. Oh, did you, you think I said M? Yeah, I was like, I really missed something in this chapter. Uh, yeah, I, I was, was like, I didn't I was see like that word. Scouring these pages, looking. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, the okay. M word. Jesus the M Christ. word, as we all call it, was we're oh always God. saying. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought that up, Josh, because I thought that was just like a thing that I was like reading too much into. No, they cartographer called her a mime and like she's like unbeknown. She does not know that she's going to give up her life for fucking somebody. Um, And so that's depressing. I mean, let me tell you, reading that once sucked and I didn't think I'd have to do it in the 10th book again. East woman, that is where you will find all you need. I have touched your soul. I have made it into a mime. That's a right. Vessel yeah, that waits. Yes, Olar Ethel made her that. But they spell mime differently. No, they don't. It's always been M H Y B E. No, it has no, not. In 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 book three, what? it's M H Y B E. There is no A. H A is correct. You're wrong, Josh. Wait. So how do they spell it before? There's no A. Was there and, an A in this one? Yes. Oh. That's I why I was like, that. is this a different thing? Oh, my God. If this is a different thing, I'm going to lose it. I, I think it's I, just a bad spelling. Well, I think it's just because Olarathiel is really old. And it well, used to be still it, the Warren of Talon, dude. It's still the same magic that gave it to fucking Silver but it, Fox. No, but I'm just saying it, it used to be spelled differently. Um, a thousand like old, million more years More like ago. old Arathiel. Am I right? Oh, yes. Okay. Thanks, right. everybody. Thanks for getting into that, Josh and AJ. That was a great bit. India, next we encounter Masan Galani, and um, she's talking with the Unbound, uh, who I've decided are my second favorite characters after Noto Boyle. Um, <laughs> Why? I, they're just funny. Do you not find them funny? I do. I just, that's, okay. All right. Okay. Making me feel like an idiot. No, I can't. For, no, you're not an idiot. <laughs> okay. You're an angel. Stop it. Um, I like the Unbound. I think they're much better now that they are just goofy skeletons and not like horrific war crime doers. They are much more fun now that they don't have to be villains. However, that's funny. AJ, that's actually that's actually a common trope in anime. I was just watching a video about uh, like yesterday. OK, uh, what is okay, early, early arc villains who uh, oh. become out power skilled throughout the series and eventually get relocated into more jo- comedic Josh, relief. Josh, AJ, I asked India a question. Uh, OK, <laughs> yeah. India, just, which Naruto opening is the best, <laughs> and why is it Bluebird? Oh, I wish I remember that funny thing that you guys were saying once, and I could say it, and we'd all laugh. But believe it, believe it. It's literally the last episode. <laughs> Man, for us though, so that was like a month and a half ago. It was yeah. like. I, I, you know, I kind of like the 10 very big book show, but weirdly, the last book, they only talked about Naruto and stopped talking about the works of Stephen Erickson. One of our YouTube comments that I read today actually just said, love these guys. 
That's Were it. they talking about Naruto and his friends? Sasuke, <laughs> you couldn't Sakura? name a single other character if you tried. Sakura, Sasuke. Okay, there we go. Um, there's one, some one called like Rock Thompson or Rock something. Lee. Rock Lee. Yes. I was and pretty his, close. Uh, yeah. And his sensei, Might Guy. I like <laughs> I like Rock Thompson, actually. Can we Rock revisit Thompson. Rock Thompson? <laughs> Thompson fucks. Rock, Rock Thompson probably fucks. <laughs> Judging by the name, Rock, Rock gets around. Okay. Continue. Uh, um all right uh last little sections here uh ha we see we see bottle is alive yo i loved this this was so cool bottle being like i am a little part of everything and then he's like oh wait no i'm just me um i thought that was really cool uh that like when bottle died quote unquote because he didn't really because quick ben tied a string to him literally or figuratively or to his spirit or soul whatever so he was able to come back together i think it was cool that that you know i mean we saw bottle turn into all those things and start dive bombing whatever um Mm -hmm. in the at the end of the last book but uh i think it was cool for him to just be a bunch of little pieces and like little memories and stuff and then to come back to himself and then also to be with ruth and good um great i love it yeah, it's exciting to see how they move on. And then there is Quick Ben at the end. Josh, we hear the tapping of the cane. What did you make of checking in and seeing that? Well, first off, I did not fully grasp that Quick Ben died at the end of the last book. It really was not until this one that I was like, oh, whoops. I mean, we don't check in with the Malatant at the end of the last book. So you're kind of. You kind of leave them in the middle of the... Uh, exactly. In, like, just after the battle. Right. Sort of. So, um, I was pretty shocked that he was dead, and then I was very not shocked that he was like, all according to fucking plan, and that Shadow <laughs> Throne must be there if we hear a cane. It's gotta be fucking Shadow Throne. Does Shadow Throne have a cane? Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, totally missed and, that. Yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah. He's, he can be a little he's a flair for the dramatic age i don't know if you know that i'm now just imagining shadow throne as as uh mr peanut let it be noted oh. hysterical that's good that's good all right everyone we went a little longer than we thought and um i'm not gonna lie to you we're kind of wrapping things up because we're about to record chapters woo, three and four woo, right now baby um back so, to back recordings first time back ever. to back one of the first time ever so we're gonna see how it goes but we <laughs> hope this episode turned out with listenable audio that you could listen and enjoy with your ears um so uh and that's about it can you believe it guys how do you feel book 10 book 10 book 10 book 10 book 10 india um book 10 thank you <laughs> yes book 10 <laughs> Can that just be the episode tweet? Just book 10 over and over again? Book 10. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Let us know what you think of the show at 10 Very Big Books on Instagram and Twitter. And we are 10 Very Big Books at Gmail as well. Let us know what you think. Uh, and you can please give us a rating on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, tell your friends if they're trying to read this book. Tell your friends. And also... Do not forget, this summer we are streaming for 10 hours to raise money for charity, the Malazan Stream of the Fallen. We're going to play games. We're going to have guests. Um, and it is going to be... Wet and wild. Dust of streams. Oh, Dust of streams. Dust of streams. That, it's going to be a dust of streams. Okay. <laughs> but in a positive sense. Thank you. Because like a dust of dreams is like what they couldn't realize, but mm. like 
No dust. It's just streams of streams. I was just going to try to rationalize how the dust would materialize into a stream. Mm. And that's what. And I, I do just want to share this is a little bit how production meetings go. This is mm-hmm. not that far off from me yeah. pitching stuff. All right, everyone. Thank you. Um, when I say come, you say passion. Come. Passion. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com. Tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D. Discord, that link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. That link will also be in the show notes. And like I said, I'm done moving, so there should be more content up there shortly and as always thank you so very much to dan gesrick for making our spectacular cover art you can follow him on twitter at a underscore w underscore dan g for the hottest bedard takes thank you as well to resident tarot card father scout wilkinson for the special art she will be providing for this season you can follow her at twitter.com slash humble goat and of course the wonderful music in today's episode including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one the only amaranthan from his album simulant rain which you can find along with his other music on bandcamp.com. Links to all of their pages will be in the show notes. And 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks on March 31st, talking about The Crippled God Chapters 3 and 4. We'll talk to you then. And thank you so much for listening. I always say that about my friends, is that I don't really like spending time around them. Yeah. What an awkward thing to say to your friends, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Hey-o. Hey-o. I feel like really that was a rude thing to say. Am I insane? <laughs> Peter, it's for it's it's for the bit. Um sorry, I guess I just like to treat this show with a level of seriousness <laughs> that apparently my co-hosts are not willing to bring. So wow. I was I didn't think we were doing a joke. Okay. If I if I had more energy editing and I know I won't have it, I would go back through so many episodes and just pull up like you making like shit and fart jokes and like <laughs> jerk off jokes. Okay. Okay. AJ, I, <laughs> I want to be very clear in the first season of this show, did I not learn what edging was? <laughs> wow, was that the I'm first season? Saying. Wow. I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> um Anyway, AJ, I, I hear you, but let me ask you a follow-up question. Can you say you've done it if you've only done hand stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, thank you. Disagree. Um, listen, uh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm um, in India. Wait, I'm with India. I'm with India. <laughs> I just wanted the bit to be over, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why I just I went that way. God bless. Sorry, guys. Got real. That was the mood. Um, 